0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of First Timothy. Today is episode 667. We're looking at First Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Let's read our passage. As I urged you when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus so that you may instruct certain people not to teach false doctrine or to pay attention to myths and endless genealogies. These promote empty speculations rather than God's plan, which operates by faith. Now the goal of our instruction is love that comes from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Some have departed from these and turned aside to fruitless discussion. They want to be teachers of the law, although they don't understand what they are saying or what they are insisting on. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. Timothy is in Ephesus, Paul is in Macedonia, and he's sending this letter to give Timothy some instruction, give Timothy some things to work on with the church there in Ephesus. So here in chapter one, verse three, he says, as I urged you when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus. There's debate about when exactly this happens. But last time I gave you the outline that I subscribe to. That is that Paul was released from prison and went to Ephesus. He had sent Timothy to Philippi like he said he would. Then Timothy joined Paul in Ephesus. Then Paul has gone to Philippi and left Timothy in Ephesus. So here he's reviewing what it is he's told Timothy to do. I urged you when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus so that you may instruct certain people not to teach false doctrine. Well, certain people, he doesn't say who they are and he doesn't need to. The point here is there are people teaching false doctrine and he's left Timothy with instructions. Deal with it. Deal with these people who are teaching false doctrine. The phrase, to teach false doctrine, is a single word in the Greek. And it occurs basically nowhere else other than here and in chapter 6, verse 3 of First Timothy. So some think that it's a word that Paul made up, because it's a compound word that literally means to teach false doctrine. And he kind of defines what he means in chapter 6, verse 3. He says, if anyone teaches false doctrine and does not agree with the sound teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ, and with the teaching that promotes godliness, he's conceited and understands nothing, but has an unhealthy interest in disputes and arguments over words. So it's contrary to the gospel. It seems to be man-centered, and the, the biggest thing is it doesn't teach with the sound teaching of the gospel. It's false doctrine. And so, Timothy's primary assignment he hits right here is to deal with these people who are teaching false doctrine. Now, what's so bad about false doctrine? Well, Paul points out what's so bad about it. What it does is it leads people astray. It does not guide people into a relationship with Christ or a deeper relationship with Christ. It guides people away from Christ. So he wants Timothy to instruct certain people not to teach false doctrine verse 4 or Pay attention to myths and endless genealogies. This seems to give more of a focus to what he's talking about. Or pay attention to myths and endless genealogy. Pay attention. That means more than just it's part of the curriculum. That is the focus of their curriculum. Their focus is on myths and endless genealogy. That's what they're really Devoting their teaching to, now what's a myth? Well, pretty much the way we understand a myth, it's a some kind of false story, it's some kind of fable, and endless genealogies. Well, there seems to be a Jewish flavor to this, because down in verse seven he says they want to be teachers of the law, and verse eight and beyond he'll start talking about the proper view of the Law. When Paul talks about the Law, he means the Mosaic Law, the Law of Moses, the Jewish Law. And so there seems to be an Old Testament focus going on here. And so genealogies, well we see a lot of genealogies in the Old Testament, but they seem to be turning them into some kind of myths, stories, particularly false stories. And that seems to be the focal point of their teaching, these false doctrines. In other words, they're making a bunch of stuff up. They find a something in the Old Testament, and then they make up a story to go along with it. It adds in verse 4, these promote empty speculations, rather than God's plan, which operates by faith. So if you just finding something in the Bible, then making up a story that go along with it, well, it may sound good, but if you're presenting that as the Word of God, that's dangerous. It's deceptive. It's both those. It's deceptive and dangerous. Deceptive in that it's false, but being presented as true. Dangerous in that it's leading people away from God. It's telling people Things that aren't true about God. And so it is very dangerous. So that promotes empty speculations. rather the God's plan, which operates by faith. Now verses 5 through 7 are a single sentence in the original language. But Verse 5, he says, Now the goal of our instruction is love that comes from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Their teaching, first, it's false. It's deceptive, it's dangerous, it promotes speculations, and it leads people away, where Paul says that our goal is love. And then he gives these three characteristics that lead to that love. Pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith. Oh, it's a pure heart. Well, we know the heart's your, your inner being, and a pure heart would be an inner being which is clean. Well, we exist in a sinful world, and we tend to fall into sin ourselves, so to have a clean heart requires ongoing cleaning, so this is talking about a dynamic relationship with Christ that you're in a continual state of being cleansed through forgiveness of your sin by a, a very good, tight relationship with the Lord. Good conscience. Well, conscience generally is linked to behavior. And so to have a good conscience would mean basically that you're, you're, you're living an obedient life, that your conduct is obedient to the Word of God and sincere faith. Well, what's faith? Trusting God, sincerely trusting God. So sincere faith is fully trusting God. So these things, pure heart, so inner being, continually being cleansed, good conscience, that is obedient conduct, and sincere faith, fully trusting in God, that's what leads to love. And that's the goal of the instruction that Paul wants Timothy to provide. Number six, some have departed from these and turned aside to fruitless discussion. Well, the some would be those certain people he mentions back in verse three. And the fruitless discussion would be the empty speculations of verse four. Verse seven, he says, they want to be teachers of the law, although they don't understand what they are saying or what they are insisting on. So this is where we see there seems to be a Jewish Old Testament flavor to this. They want to be teachers of the law. And he's going to go on after this and talk about the the law is a good thing. But the problem here, he says, that they really don't understand it. Because apparently they're just picking some stuff out of the Old Testament and making up a story to go along with it. So what's our takeaway with this? Well, back to some of the things we have to watch for versus false doctrine we should be striving for true doctrine where do we get that we get it from the word of god the bible and so that's why we need to be students of the bible students of the word always learning what the word of god says what it means and what it tells us and so it's a lifelong pursuit of learning the word of god not just what it says but how it fits together and so every time we are working through a particular passage, a particular book. We should be learning more and more and more. And so true doctrine is going to come from familiarity with the word of God. And our goal, just as Paul tells Timothy, their goal should be love. A love for God and a love for one another. And Paul gave three components that leads to that love. That is pure heart, good conscience, and sincere faith do I really trust God? Am I really obeying God? Am I really in a good, tight relationship with God where I'm in a continual state of being cleansed through that relationship? And is that all being fed based on true understanding of the Word of God? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Timothy.